0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you So how are you doing, my friend, my warrior? I certainly hope this day finds you well This week, I'd like to speak with you about the power of faith Now I'm sure when you first saw the title of this week's message, it If you may have paused for just a few seconds to decide whether this was something you really truly wanted to listen into, well, I could understand that. Faith is a major topic in bereavement. You may not think so, but it truly is. Those of us who believe in God and that there is a heaven and something more than just what's here on this earth believe that our loved ones are in a solid, safe place. They are with their God, and that gives us calm, pause, and relief. And of course, there are people who never believed anything more than we are here on the earth for a time. And where we go afterwards is something completely unknown if we go anywhere. Then there are other people who do believe, but have lost their faith because of the way that the person died, or which person it was that died in their lives, or when they died. Many people who are bereaved lose their faith for these and other reasons. It could have been the horrific homicide of their loved one which they never, ever anticipated happening. You can't understand how something like this could have happened to anyone in your life, and now you are left to pick up the pieces of a shattered family. It could be the sudden death of their spouse by suicide. They simply cannot understand why their husband or wife, brother or sister, Mother or father or child could have intentionally taken their life when it seems that they had everything to live for. It may have even been a long anticipated death where they were sick for many years and it was exactly now that they died. It seems to shock you thinking they would have been with you for much longer but they weren't. And even those who may have experienced a family member who died of a sudden heart attack or a fall or a stroke, a car crash or other sudden event that you would never have thought would happen to them. But it did, and you're struggling right now. Or perhaps we have a miscarriage, Or a baby who we longed for for years, maybe even decades, is stillborn. And we are devastated. Our dream of a wonderful child in our life is now crushed. And maybe you've gone to church every week, or synagogue, or worship with other congregations, and you simply don't feel the same way you did before they died. People seem to stay away from you, either because they don't know what to say, or they don't want to get involved. Because after all, as I've said in many episodes, grief is very messy. It's not over in a week. It's not over after the funeral. And it's definitely not over after the memorial service has taken place. Grief hits us head-on, and it shakes up every part of our foundation. It affects us emotionally, physically, financially, intellectually, socially, and especially spiritually. Those in our congregations don't know what to say to us, so we start to feel quite alone. The problem is they may not have ever had your type of grief before and they don't know what to say or do for you that would bring you comfort. So they feel it's better to stay away than to make the matter worse. But this doesn't make you feel any better. You think that other people should know how to help you at this very difficult time in life. But I'm here to tell you, unfortunately, they don't. Yes, they will try their best, and they may even stumble. You have to remember they cannot read your mind. And that won't make you happy either. And as a result, your faith begins to wane. Your pastor or the head of your congregation may not be experienced in helping others with their grief, and that may really piss you off because it's that one thing he should really know about, don't you think? After all, people die all the time. But many churches, synagogues, and other religious congregations simply aren't skilled in this area. I remember, long after Angela was murdered, we were going to the local Catholic church since we were both raised and christened in the Catholic faith as children. And one day, we approached the priest after the Mass and told him we were having a hard time with her death. I don't remember the exact words he responded to my inquiry but I can tell you for sure I walked away empty. My heart sank because I was counting on some very encouraging words from him. Eventually, I had to realize he would never be a father, he would never be a spouse, and he personally did not have a comforting spirit. And it was that day that we decided it was time to find a new, welcoming congregation. But when we lose our faith, we really don't have anything anymore. We feel empty inside. We feel like we are wandering aimlessly in life with no solid strength to help us. And we may be feeling like there is no one there for us to have our back, To watch over us, to have someone who can fight our battle and confide in about all the pain that we are going through. One of the most difficult parts of bereavement, I believe, especially if this is the first time you are experiencing the death of a loved one, is the fact that life is not fair. And it smacks you in the face so hard and with such speed that it knocks you off your feet and you're wondering exactly, how did I get here? And you go through the wandering place, the place where you really are unsure about everything new in your life that's happening around you, that you didn't want to be happening around you, and you don't know how you're going to get through this. You wish someone would just show up to take all this pain away from you and all the confusion and the horrible sense of loneliness and longing that you're still having, no matter how long it's been since someone died. But right here and right now, if you're listening to me and you've lost your faith, lost your faith in yourself, lost your faith in other people, and lost your faith in God, well, my warrior, it's time to reassess the damage and move forward into a new era of your life. And you may say, well, you know, Mary, I'm not interested in leaving my pity party at this time. My pain is too recent, too harsh, too all-consuming too overwhelming, and I'm still feeling all this anger and sadness about how they left me. And yes, I'm still pissed off at God. Can I say that? Oh, well, I just did. (laughs) For what he did or what he didn't do with regard to how my loved one died I spent a long time trying to figure out how God could allow an 11-year-old girl to be murdered who was innocent. She hadn't done anything to anyone. It was just crazy. And guess what? I never did come up with an answer, and I lost hours and hours and days and weeks and years trying to figure that darn thing out and it never happened, and I'm hoping that you can take my experience and not go down the rabbit hole the way I did, because I didn't know any better. So it comes down to this. We had no control over how they died, when they died, and with whom they died. We thought we had control over them, When they were alive, but when you look back, you know you were just kidding yourself. So, to be able to get through the next many decades of your life, it will be necessary to make a solid decision now to regain your faith in something much bigger than you are, and that would be God. We can try to be faithful to a church, a synagogue or other religious congregation, or a building. But comfort doesn't come from worshiping buildings. It also doesn't come from worshiping a man or a woman who is the head of that church, the pastor, the priest, the rabbi, or other leader. They are only people, just like us, with frailties and issues and problems. And they don't have all the answers that we need. But the only one who does is God. So I ask you, wouldn't it be easier to put your faith in someone so much higher than ourselves and someone who created us? To do this, we have to realize that we have to put away, or at least to the side, all the issues we have with Him the anger, the disappointment. The questioning about where he was when our loved one died. We have to let that be for right now and try very hard not to pick it up again. Sometimes we hate the fact that he's the only one who's in control of our lives. And we never truly understand how life is unfolding for us in the way that it is and that it has so I ask you to simply sit by yourself in a very quiet room with no distractions and ask him to come back into your life again welcome him back into your life into your heart and into your soul he was there when you were conceived and he was there when you were born And he's there now just by asking for him to be back in your life again. Tell him all your pain. Talk to him like he's your friend and sitting there right in front of you. Ask him to comfort you. Ask him to give you a sign that your loved one is safe and with him. And then ask him for forgiveness for all the harsh things you said against him when you were angry, when you were sad and heartbroken. Then also ask your loved one to forgive you as well. You may not feel the forgiveness, and it doesn't matter. Your words will go out into the universe, and the Lord will hear you and answer you, In his own timing. And then I want you to take a few sheets of paper and start to write a letter to your loved one and write down all the things that are concerning you because when they stay inside your heart, they do damage to your physical body, and I don't want that for you. This will give you an opportunity to release all the pain you hold inside. Tell them everything you need to say, even the bad parts that you don't understand. Why they may have taken their life. That you don't understand how they could so willfully take drugs and harm themselves. How you wish they had gone to the doctor more frequently to take care of their heart or other sickness. Then you get to tell the Lord all the things you're angry about with him. Remember, he's strong enough to deal with all your anger. Why did I miscarry my baby? Why was it stillborn when we were so looking forward to loving and raising this wonderful child? Why did the little one get hit by a car? Why did my husband die in the middle of the night and I'm left to be raising four young children all alone? Tell the Lord all the things that you have on your heart that have played that broken record over and over again. It's time to release all these problems you feel. Just release them with Him. Get them all out on paper and then ask the Lord for a sign, and then just sit there and wait. Be calm. Breathe in deeply and wait. It is there in that silence that you hear the still, small voice, and you know it's the Lord. I had this small music box And one evening, while having dinner, it started to play. I hadn't wound that box in years, but I just knew it was a sign that Angela was thinking of us. And it brought us great comfort. So ask him if there is anything you need forgiveness for relating to your loved one's death. Perhaps different situations that were ugly, or things you wished you had done or not done. Ask him to forgive you, and ask your loved one to forgive you too. You are creating a clean slate. We are not perfect. We never will be. So if you sit each day in that special quiet place in your home, and talk to God, I believe you will find the peace you so desire. And then you will feel confident that you are entitled to build a new life for yourself. And that's what I want for you a peaceful, calm minded, drama free life that you create. Don't you wish life came with instructions? <laughs> Yeah, me too. No one told us we would have all these ups and downs, twists and turns from the time we're born. And if we knew all these things would happen in our life, we just might have turned around and stayed tucked in our mother's womb where it was safe and secure. Maybe that's why babies cry when they're born. I always think that's how they feel. It's almost like where the heck am I? I was doing just fine and there, all cozy and comfy until someone pulled me out. <laughs> so I encourage you to spend time each day meditating and spending time with God all by yourself. Listen for His voice. Let Him comfort you so you can regain your faith in Him and in yourself so you can move forward and live your very best life. Now it's time to get up and dance, 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 and move your body even if you're in a seated position. And I know you might think this is really wacky, but please do it for me anyway, okay? Thank you for joining me today. Visit griefauthority.com and pick up my free ebook, 21 Things You Must Know About the Grieving Process, which will add you to our mailing list and then we can stay in touch. Continue to write five things in your journal each night that you are grateful for. And if you haven't subscribed to my podcast, please do so on whatever platform you hear me on. So you will automatically be notified when we publish a new episode every Sunday. And as always, remember to be happy because you deserve to. I will talk to you again soon.